Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah. Alrighty. Hey, 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 how are you? Okie dokie, holy moly, hunky dory, what is going on? It is Mr. K24 Radio, y'all, so how are you? <laughs> lovely, lovely, beautiful Friday morning. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> We're still in the first week of the month of February, and I want to tell you, it's been such a great month. It's going to get a whole lot better by the day as they come along, along the way. And that's my thinking. That's my aspiration and prayer for each and every one of us. Right from the maker of this podcast and a fella who's going to be kind enough to listen to the audio podcast. What's my name? My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. And it's kind of cool like that. Mr. K24 Radio. Mr. K of Mr. K24 Radio. I like that. (laughs) Once again, thanks a whole lot for stopping by to check out this particular podcast like you've been doing with all the other podcasts that I make. I've told you, haven't I told you how grateful I am about it? I am so, so grateful about the the chance that you're going to get to listen to my podcast that makes me feel absolutely wonderful. Can't describe it. Matter of fact, I can't thank you enough for stopping by to check it out. So what's going to happen on Chit Chat News Update on Mr. K24 Radio today? Beautiful Friday morning. Let's just say I'm going to kickstart it with a particular story. Now this story right here, it's um, something that concerns each and every one of us. As long as you're a Nigerian. But if you look at it from the perspective of the globalization of the world as it stands today, well, I guess everybody should be concerned if this were to be remotely true. All right? Everybody should be concerned about this. All right, again, the DSS alleges plans to cause ethnic religious violence in the country. Massive, massive story right there. Oh my goodness, let's get straight into it. Let's put a show on the road. Let's start with this particular story, like I told you moments ago. Big story, that's what it is. Again, DSS alleges plans to cause ethnic religious violence in the country. The Department of State Services, DSS, has again stressed, raised rather, the alarm over alleged plans by some persons and groups to spread some fault lines to cause ethno religious violence in some parts of the country. The public relations officer PRO of the service, Dr. Peter von Ayan, disclosed this in a statement on Wednesday in Abuja. The service had on January 11 issued an alert of plans by some elements working with internal and external forces to incite religious violence across the country. The alert stipulated that the targeted states via Sukutu, Kaduna, Kano, Plateau, Rivers, Oyo, Lagos, and those in the eastern states. Now, let's hold it right there. And those in the eastern states, you would not even state what state it is. You're saying in a nutshell, it's going to be all of the eastern part of the country, the southeast of Nigeria. That doesn't taste good. But let's get on with the story. 
He said the plan was actually to cause interreligious conflicts and use their foot soldiers to attack some worship centers, religious leaders, personalities, as well as key and vulnerable points. Afonaya said the latest development on the alert indicated desperate efforts by this group of people to subvert public order. He said that persons have continued to raise the results to inciting unguarded and divisive statements, acts, and of course uh, to pit citizens against one another in order to apparently inflame the embers of the tribal and religious discords. Now, for the umpteenth time, the service strongly warns these elements to desist forthwith from their plans and nefarious acts of face the full wraths of the law. Now, the DSS will, in collaboration with other security agencies and law enforcement agencies, take necessary steps to ensure the safety of lives and property of the citizenry, he said. Oh, my dear Afonaya, that's a massive, massive, massive situation brewing right there. All right, in case you just joined in, this is Chit Chat Update right here on Mr. K24 Radio. It is coming to you straight from me, myself, and I, yours truly, Mr. K. But folks, call me the cool K. I'm bringing this to you with lots and lots of love. Now, the stories will continue shortly. I'm going to take this short break. I'll be back on the flip side shortly, okay? Hang in there. That's a great deal more coming through. you're about to hear is the voice of some young man in a Boeing state actually setting ablaze uh, some of this ramshackled huts put together by the Fulani headsmen supposedly and of course um, they are unequivocal in their demand and reserve that they do not want headsmen lodging somewhere in the bushes around in a Boeing state and that's quite, quite a number of hearts have been set ablaze here. Uh, you hear the voice as soon, and of course, uh, that tells you how dire the situation is becoming. Now, is this as a result of government's apparent non attention to the herdsmen crisis? Or is this just one of those ways that Nigeria is showing an incapacity uh, to save lives and property of the people? Well, when he said we have set them all, um, you know, ablaze, 
he didn't actually mean people what he meant uh, was the hearts he has quite a number of hearts you know as uh, all over the place there and um, I just quickly need to tell you that I got this from a friend of mine on WhatsApp it's actually a video but because this is Mr. K24 radio and we're doing podcast here uh, which is why I had to play the audio version you know for you to listen it is something that should not be ignored if the government does not react effectively about this headsmen uh, farmers of farmlands and village situations and of course residing in the bushes supposedly or allegedly with arms and ammunition if the government does not address this soon and soon enough I'm afraid what is happening in a boring state as shown by this particular video is going to become something that could actually take place in some other states in the southeast and of course um, the the south entirely you know let me just say this could happen in different parts of that of the south if um, the government does not do, does not do anything you know meaningful to ensure that this tide is pretty much uh, you know checked or nipped in the bud like they say just so that um, the business of being one country uh, you know diversity being our strength and whatever could actually be something that is attainable uh, that's my worry here I have no idea what the government is gonna do when things like this starts happening I said the south you know I was gonna say southeast south south and southwest was the heck of that we know that in the People's Democratic Party for instance it is just south and north that's how they see it okay so I know the southwest they're not happy about the headsmen incursions into their farmlands and, and, and villages and of course residing deep in the forest the, the, the people of southwest they have shown that they don't, they don't like it here in the south south uh, I guess um, nothing has been done actually to address the situation so I know that in my village for instance people can hardly go to farms anymore you know they have to go in group you know believing that there is safety in numbers that's how horrible things have become President Mamari extends tenure of Mohammed Adamu as the IGP by another three months. And still, President Muhammad Buhari has forwarded names of immediate past, that's right, as service chiefs, and that's talking about them to the Senate as non career ambassadors designate. And of course, you have. Um, uh, the names of the nominees are immediate past chief of army staff, Abayomi Oloni Shakin, a former chief of army staff, that's talking about Tukuru Baratai, a former chief of naval staff, that's talking about um, Ibok Abbas, a former chief of air staff, uh, Sadiq Abubakar, 
and of course Air Vice Marshal Mohammed Usman retired. Now the big question is this sounds like some sort of should I say compensation of sort you know compensation of sorts right there. I mean what exactly were these guys able to pull through when they were in the office, you know, the, their last office where they got pretty much um, you know retired very very recently, a couple of days ago, matter of fact. And you're hearing things like that. President Buhari submitting their names to the, the Senate uh, for ambassador designate or something. Makes me wonder what is with the compensation with all the rubbish happening in terms of the security of the country. Totally makes me wonder what that is like. Pretty much like some compensation coming from President Muhammad Buhari to the service chiefs. In my opinion, from where I'm standing, those guys didn't do nothing. Marafati were just there like a bunch of busybodies wearing ceremonial uniforms and attending big time events and so on and so forth. Now, the truth of the matter is the action, whatever it is, even though it's the routine. You know, after you be, you've been a service chief, maybe you get um, sort of inducted to the, you know, honorary di- 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 diplomatic corps or whatever uh, through the Senate or the Federal Republic of Nigeria. That does not also make a point for me to accept such a situation. These guys could not do nothing. Please pardon my semantics here. They didn't do shit. I mean, these guys could not catch Abubakashi cow, the dude is still in business, alive, well, making videos, setting ambushes, killing people, and so on and so forth. The Sambisa forest has not been liberated. I mean, what exactly did these guys achieve during their time? So, but I guess I have, a, I have an opinion, and of course, um, I don't owe nobody any apologies for it. Trust me, man. Uh, I'm just saying it the way I feel about it. All right, let's take a quick look at um, what Emmanuel Macron, the French president, is actually saying uh, concerning the COVID-19 vaccine. All right, let's take a look at it. Um, Okay. Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine on the day the European Medicines NMA, also known as EMA, approved the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine on 29th January for use for all age groups in the EU, but French President Emmanuel Macron claimed that it was quasi-ineffective for people over 65. He added that the early results we have are not encouraging for 60 to 65-year-old people concerning AstraZeneca. But the UK government and the British medical regulators strongly disagree. So what is the evidence on the AstraZeneca easy vaccine and elder people? Who's doing what? Following Mr. Macron's comments, France's health authority made an official recommendation on 2 February that a vaccine should not be used for people over 65. It said um, more studies were needed before it was rolled out. The older age groups. Other European countries have taken a similar position. Germany, Austria, Sweden, and Poland 
only recommended for people under 65 and Italy and Belgium for those under 55. Switzerland, an EU country, has um, ruled against approving the vaccine for any age group. The Swiss medical regulator said there was not enough data yet on safety, effectiveness and quality to do so. And what's the problem with the EU's vaccine program? What would be the fallout from UK-EU vaccine route? But the UK and a number of other countries, including India, Mexico and Argentina, have approved its um, use for all groups. That's what they have done. Uh, current evidence does not suggest any lack of protection against COVID-19 in people aged 65 or over who receive the COVID-19 vaccine, AstraZeneca, uh, the UK Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, MHA, MHRA, uh, Chief Executive uh, Director Dr. Jim Rain said in a statement that the data we have show that the vaccine produces a strong immune response in the over 65s and that is the safe okay so what does the evidence show ultimately the decisions come down to the individual interpretations of available data now during clinical trials vaccines are given to thousands of people from different age groups ethnicities and health conditions others are given a placebo that's effectively a jam which has no vaccine in it for comparison. Scientists then wait for a certain number of participants to catch the virus and then see who has been infected. If most of them are from the group who had the pit placebo, it suggests that the vaccine is ineffective, is effective rather. Now the vaccines that work and the others on the other way, when will I get a COVID vaccine? That's the big question. How do I know the COVID vaccine is even safe? Many of these questions are going to be coming up in the days, uh, in the weeks, uh, in the months and years to come. Because I can assure you, in 2024-25, we'll still be talking vaccines. Trust me. <laughs> it's just a gut feeling, though. And when I have these gut feelings, they don't usually go wrong. I want to say thanks a lot for letting me, you know, do the podcast for you again. I appreciate your patience, uh, you know, uh, appreciate your support by sitting back and listening to my podcast as I publish them. I appreciate you beyond what words can say. Thanks a lot for being there. Once again, my name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. The delight is always mine coming your way right here on Chit Chat News Update on Mr. K24 Radio. I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm out of here because I'm out of time. Bye, uh, thanks a whole lot. Oh boy. Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah.